What up, B? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I like the hat. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what's going on in Asia. You know, I want to start off with that because, you know, right now you are sitting in Asia. Uh, you know, this coronavirus thing, this outbreak is getting pretty crazy. Yep. You know, has it affected you in any way with your training or anything like that? Honestly, it hasn't. It hasn't. Um, I think the concern more so is with traveling. Um, I don't know. I'm very good at, at con like, focusing on things that only things I can control. So I try not to stress out so much about things I can't change. Um, so I haven't been focused on it much. It hasn't changed um cult the culture around here at all there's nobody like freaking out down there like you know how you know how people are they're like if you're asian you, no, you've seen some of the stuff on the news right like in other countries yeah. if you're asian they think you're chinese so they think you got the virus yeah yeah honestly i feel really bad for chinese people right now um it's a major concern it's legitimate concern mm -hmm. but obviously not every chinese person came directly from the place and uh, it's just tough. There's Chinese people who who here who've lived here for a while. Phuket is like a big tourist city, you know, and um, they're probably going through a lot of uh, prejudices and a lot of weird looks. So I, I feel bad for them. I it, it hasn't really affected me any. But I'm, uh, I'm I am avoiding markets as much as I can, and I mean, I think probably like huge like. Um, Places like Patong or like big tourist party places are probably not the best idea, but I just train and go home. So Well, that's good. Keep away from those areas. Now, you know, growing up in America, you know, I, myself, I did grow up in America, too. Uh, you face mm -hmm. these prejudices no matter what. Like, I feel like yeah. Asians that grew up in Asia, like Chinese that grew up in China, Koreans that grew up in Korea, they don't yeah. know about these things. They never yeah. experienced it before yeah. in their life. Yeah. So they're kind of yeah. blind to it. You know, when you were young, yeah. how did you handle all of that stuff? Um, I just, I don't know. I just kind of always laughed it off. Mm -hmm. Like, I always look at things as like you're missing out, you know? Maybe it's like my pride or ego mm -hmm. thing, which I kind of enjoy now as an adult. But I was always like, because they made fun of me for my stinky foods because my mom would pack mm -hmm. my food and I would just laugh at them. Like, you have no idea how, like, your chicken looks bland as hell. Like, it looks like <laughs> it has no seasoning. You have no idea how good my food is. You know what I mean? So I just kind of like, I never really cared. I, I always thought somebody else was missing out, you know? And then, of course, you know, as a kid, maybe other kids felt, felt it like it was hard. But for me, I thought they were missing out. And then growing up now as an adult, you know, everybody wants to travel to Asia to to vacation, and everybody wants to be well cultured and well traveled. So now it's like, ha, jokes on you! It's very cool to be cultured. <laughs> so yeah, I, I dealt yeah. with it well. Yeah, it was kind of weird, huh? Like maybe 15 years ago, it wasn't cool to yeah. like be like any kind of influence from Asia, but now it's you know you got the Korean dramas popping off all over the world. Yeah. Everybody wants to, yeah. the K-pop is going crazy, even though I'm not really a big fan, yeah. but Hey, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Are you listening to K-pop? I don't listen to K-pop, but I love Korean food. So the restaurants I used to go to would just blast, you know, like the K-pop on the screen. <laughs> and, um, it's like, I'm obsessed with the Korean drama right now. Like mm -hmm. it's corny and it's like, even the music videos are super corny, but it's fun <laughs> you know it's catchy so yeah i love it yeah i just i just support it because it's just asian and everybody loves it for some reason so you're not into it you gotta do it 
No, I'm not into, you know, I'm an old, I'm an old man, so I'm not like into all that, the youngster stuff, so, you know how it is. It's like rap music, you know, like, I like the old rap music, I don't like the, really the new stuff too much, you know, it's so different. Yeah, same, same here, same here. Wu-Tang. Yeah, forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, hey, you, you've been out there for a while now, I think it's the longest trip you've been in, in Thailand or just in South, Southeast Asia in general. You were supposed to fight on in early February in Jakarta, yeah. a, a big opponent, yeah. you know, an up-and-coming prospect, yeah. and you hyperextended yeah. your elbow. What exactly happened? How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're, um, you really know your stuff. Yeah, so I've been out here. Um, with big gyms, there's a lot of pros and cons, you know? And, and one of the very few cons is that there's a lot of traveling athletes. So I had a traveling athlete come in, and you never really know their background. You don't really know them. They don't speak English. Um, so I didn't know she was a black belt in judo. And so I was just going really light, and she flipped me really hard. And um, I think it was more because I wasn't expecting it that I landed crashing on my elbow. Actually, it um, it was much more than a hyperextension. Um, I think I tore some ligaments, but it's healed now, so I can say that confidently. Uh, yeah, it it was an emotional roller coaster for me because if you know my career you know that I fight so often I never say no to a fight I don't really care who I fight I just like to compete so it's really tough for me to I've competed with a lot of injuries um but it's really tough for me to say no I've never pulled out of a fight before and it took a lot of convincing from my team and um yeah before I made the decision to not compete I yeah. think also it helps to have one championship, right? Because it seems like they support you in your decisions because you posted something about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you have a promotion and when you have people at the promotion, yeah. like they support that you fight if you're confident, you know, if yeah. you're 100% or close to 100%, uh, you can yeah. kind of pull out and then focus on your recovery. Right. And I think that, um, one, I think they're just good people for doing that because they really don't have to you know they want to keep the show going they the the our fight me versus her was a big draw on that card and, and so there's a lot for them to deal with they don't have to but for other promotions to do that because i love what you want to from good fights, so we all good fights. So we really have their health. I was to have a be so understanding and um, patient with me. Um, I did notify them way earlier when it happened. I notified them. I didn't know um, if I was even going to pull, and it was a risk to do that. But um, I'm glad I did. What was the the recovery like? Of course, you didn't have surgery. So what did you uh, exactly do to get your arm back to normal it was frustrating because it was literally getting sat out because mm-hmm. there's not much you can do on your arm i it was so it was pretty bad to where i couldn't run because it was jolting my elbow mm-hmm. so i was really i was benched and it's not a good feeling for an athlete and the uncertainty is not a good feeling um yeah so it was tough more mentally honestly than physically because I, we athletes can take anything physically it's the mental aspect that's really rough and like you said i've been out here for a long time i'm missing home i want to compete so um yeah it's been rough so you you get the recovery 
you know, you slowly get back into training. What was the first thing you did to get back to normal? Um, I uh, started physio. I started um, physical therapy. And uh, uh, what really saved me was how diligently I iced it. But um, yeah, so I just went back to drilling. Which I'm, if you know me, I love drilling. I'm always like wanting to drill. So that was a good thing for me. I just uh, went back to getting in the motion of things. and uh, But I never missed a practice. I always went to practice and watched. I think that you can definitely retain information by watching. So, um, yeah, that, that kept me in it. So I had a really smooth uh, transition back into training. You, you feel the energy too, right? Because if you just stay in your yeah. in your apartment or whatever, you're just sitting there, there's yeah. nothing there. But if you go there and even if you're just watching, you get the, you feel the energy of the room and, and kind of keeps you motivated more than normal. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, girls at Tiger right now that are prospects and are new uh, professionals. And so the even the leadership role helped me and pushed me like it, it made me want to stay on my positivity it made me want to go into the gym and help them and corner them and give them tips and that really um as much as i was helping them that really helped me stay on track and and sane really yeah they it seems like you guys do have a lot of a lot of girls out there training together um yes are you focusing on your muay thai more right now or are you, are you training mma what is going on right now what is the plan so I, it's kind of tricky with me because I never say no to the opportunity to compete, especially since I had to pull out. I, uh, I'm fighting again in three weeks, mm-hmm. and this time it's a super series competition, which is Muay Thai with MMA gloves. But I never stop competing in MMA. How can I? You know, we're at the top right now in martial arts, and and the top three, May Yamaguchi, Andela, they all have black belts, and there's no. There's no complacency. There's no time for that. So I'm constantly training my jiu-jitsu, wrestling, everything. But I am focusing on Muay Thai right now since my next bout is a Muay Thai competition. So the the March 20th card in Ho Chi Minh City, that you'll be on that card? Yes, I will be. Okay. Oh, well, hey, um, yeah. that's two, two times now. Your second time in Vietnam. Um, yeah. I guess... You know, the first time it was a good experience. The second time around, I've seen, I saw that you did some media. You went there. What was the vibe like? Um, it was great. It was a lot of excitement. Um, I thought I was going to be way more excited than everybody else, but the crowd was really excited. The media, Vietnamese media, was really excited. It just, honestly, the first event just felt like we'd been there forever. Like it was our. 12th like everybody just got in the groove real quick and and um they were all professionals and i think this time around it's going to be even better and bigger um and i will perform a lot better than the the first time because there was a lot of nerves the first time so i shook that off i got that out of the way and this time i'm just ready to uh put it all out there the first fight it was also boy tie with mma gloves how different was that for you, you know, doing that for the first time? It was tough. It was tough because it was everything together. It was the pressure of, I didn't even think I would feel the pressure until I got out there. The pressure of, of fighting in my home country. And it was the first card and I was the first Vietnamese female to do that. And then, but also the time. So it's three minute rounds. So that was different. And, um, yeah, it was just a lot of difference, a lot of different things I had to adjust to. 
but I'm glad I got the victory and I'm glad I did that. So now it's going to be a much better performance. So right now you're training with the, the Muay Thai team. Who is like your number one partner out there, your number one training partner that you're working with the most? Um, probably Javad. He's a, um, he's an Iranian uh, a Muay Thai fighter out here. He's been really, really good for my camp. But uh, I train a lot with the young Thai. You know, the young Thai talent is crazy. Like 14, 13 years old. And, you know, they're about, they're still bigger than me. Who am I kidding? Mm. But they're about my size and, and they're tough. The thing about training with young people is that they're like never get tired and they're hungry, you know. So that's been great for me. Um, it's been tough going back into the rhythm of Muay Thai and then going upstairs to the MMA. That That's taken a lot of adjustment. But uh, I think I'm seasoned enough to, to take what I need from each practice. It's been great. You got three weeks left. What what else do you have left to do in your training? What do you think? You're just going to continue with what the schedule is right now, or do you add some things when you get closer to the fight? So closer is when you really take away, right? Um, the three weeks out is probably the hardest that you want to go because that's that's for me anyway. Let me just speak for myself. There's a certain mm -hmm. peak, and I have to be careful right now because I've been in camp for so long that I can be burnt out. So um, I've really taken the time over these weekends and I've taken a couple of trips to Vietnam, which is good to just take a break and make sure I'm not overworking. And I think the great thing is I'm really conscious of, of where I am mentally. And right now I'm good. Next week I'm going to push hard with the sparring. And then two weeks out, we start tapering down to, to, tr uh, to light training and conditioning. And then one week out, we just drill and then get the job done. And there's also dieting too. So there's that. <laughs> All right. There's well, also the that, taking yeah. rice away. Yeah. <laughs> That's the <laughs> hardest part, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. So the the opponent has not been announced and do you know your opponent? I do. But okay. um That's all that matters. One I'm gonna, Yes, I I definitely know my opponent. So I will be there um but I'm waiting for I'm going to let one do the honors. Definitely, definitely. Um after this, what is the plan? Are you going to go back to the States and go back home? and Or are you going to go back right into camp and, and try to look for another fight? Um, I'm always looking for another fight. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go home right after this. I'm going to rush home just to, to, to get in all the time I can because as soon as they offer me another bout, I'm right back at it. My focus from now on, the only reason I've been doing Super Series is because I'm not going to miss an event mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And from now on, I'm just really focused on MMA. You know, last year, I was happy to compete. Um, I had a rough two years before. I had a rough 2018. So last year, I was just happy to be here, perform, make the fans happy. But this year, 2020, I'm gunning for gold. Mm. Um, I'm not taking controversial losses or losses um, gracefully anymore this year i'm gunning for gold no losses in 2020 mm -hmm. i'm gonna work my ass off and 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 come back to tiger so i can get the best training i can and um we're gunning for it yeah um i think Tiger's a good spot for you there's a lot of girls there for you to train with and yeah. you got everything right um now yeah with the with the atom weight division in the mma department you know you got a few fighters coming up um, but Angela yes. doesn't have a, a fight, right? So who you feel, in your opinion, sh should fight Angela next? In my opinion, the thing is I'm a little confused because Angela has hinted to going back up to strawweight. Mm -hmm. 
uh, for the trilogy. Um, you know, that's a norm in our sport now uh, to go back and forth, and I don't I don't blame her because she has dominated an atom weight. But it, it's a little confusing for us. So so for me, I think next up, it would have been great if I could have made it to the fight with Izuki so that mm-hmm. it can solidify her 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 level you know um but she's dominant i think she's dominant i think she's in in mma just thinking about mma i think she's been more dominant than stamp so i think a fight between itsuki and uh, angela would be very 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 interesting and if angela goes back up to straw weight i i want to see two top top atom weights go at it um i don't want i don't want anything to slow down for the atom weight division but uh Stamps definitely coming for it, for, but right now Itsuki, um, I think, is the the most dominant. All right. Well, you, you know, you, you're like you said, you're gonna go for gold. Like for for yourself, is uh, success in combat sports, right? I don't know if you think about this or not, <laughs> but I'm gonna ask you this question anyways. Is it the titles, or is it the the legacy that you'll leave behind, or is it the the money that you're going to make, or you have made? What is it for you, success? For me, success is legacy. I think um, for me, it's how you'll be remembered. For me, it's the impact you'll make. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of champions we don't remember, mm-hmm. you know. And um, like Ronda Rousey, she's she's made such an impact. And then there's ones who have done a lot of charity that's made an impact to other people i mean it's just the impact angela i think has done a lot because she was the first in one and and i think she was the most dominant atom weight in the world so i think she's done a lot already um i think it's definitely legacy i think the belt can shift i think everybody has their time in in their career and in their life so that can shift i think money is irrelevant it's we should be, get, be getting paid what we deserve for sure. But I think all of us are in the sport for honest honor and legacy. So um, definitely legacy. What you're going to be remembered for and uh, what you did with your time. All right. March 20th, one championship, yeah. Heart of Heroes, Vietnam. Thank you, B, for the yes. time. Always good speaking with you. Thank and you. Uh, good luck on the fight. Always good talking and- to you. Yeah, and, uh, good luck on everything that you're doing. You know, I see you hustling and, and you got your your brand also you know you pumping that out and people selling it or buying it everywhere so uh it's good to see you know you being an entrepreneur and doing everything you're on your own thank you thank you so much (laughs) 